Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Look, I love eating bread. I love eating tortillas. I love just, I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. But I'm trying to get healthy for this new year. And that's why I'm effing with hero bread. Okay. Hero bread is listening to their biggest fans and has just launched their new recipe, which is made with heart healthy olive oil. And guess what? Hero Bread has zero to one gram of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and is high in fiber, okay? And, and guess what? Hero Bread products are delicious and flavorful, offering the soft, fluffy experience that you love when enjoying a refreshing BLT, savory breakfast burrito, or mouth watering cheeseburger, but guess what? Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order of their new recipe. Go to hero.co and use code DUDES10 at checkout. That's D-U-D-E-S-1-0 at H-E-R-O dot C-O. I love it. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. What's up, guys? Welcome to Dudes Behind the Foods. Can I start you off with an appetizer? Maybe something to start you off? A little spinach artichoke dip? Or uh, some... um, Our hummus is very good. Are we at California Pizza Kitchen right now? Well, you know... Actually, uh, our our pizzas are 10 inches, 6 slices, good enough for one hungry person. Oh, I think I'll have six of those. (laughs) (laughs) That was the original spiel of California Pizza Kitchen. They ask, how big are your pizzas? You say, 
Ten inches, six slices, good enough for one hungry person. Oh, very, very good. Welcome to the men's warehouse. My <laughs> name is David So. What are you looking for? Oh, are you looking for a tuxedo for your son? Your son is fat as fuck. So you're going to have to go to... You uh, might have to go to the junkyard and build him a ar- suit of armor. Because <laughs> holy shit, your son is huge. Did you really used to work at the men's warehouse? Huh? Did yeah, you- I, so I was a... Uh, I used to sell tuxedos. Really? Yeah, so I was a very, very good salesman. Very, oh. very good, of course. This is what I do. I talk. Mm-hmm. But um, well, so let me tell you this story. Uh, busiest time of the years for tuxedos is what? Wedding season? Prom. Yeah. Right? Prom season, usually people get the cheapest shit. Who the fuck cares? Yeah. And if people want to style out, they'll buy a tuxedo. Those guys were always the biggest fucking losers. <laughs> like, why the fuck would you buy it? Because they wanted to stunt out, and nobody ever knew that they bought a tuxedo unless they told them. Like, right. I bought this. Cool. Would have never fucking known. Yeah. But, um... There was this time, and I felt so bad for this fucking kid. And this is about the time I was going to leave the store anyways. Okay. Um, kid comes in. He is gigantic, right? Mm. Me being a fucking big guy, too, I know what it feels like. like mm. Sometimes it feels like everybody's watching you when you're trying your tuxedo on. So, you know, understanding what he's mentally thinking. I could tell he's, like, uncomfortable. He doesn't want to try on the suit. I was like, hey, bro, just wait for everybody to leave, and we'll try on the suit after if you feel more comfortable, right? Mm. I was like, just chill out for a second. And so everybody left, put him in the dressing room, put it out. I was like, hey, so we don't have a vest that fits you. But we do have one that's backless that we could tie up in the back and it'll look just as good. You just have to wear your suit on. It'll be perfectly fine. Oh, like so he wears the coat over the, oh, yeah, I so see. If, the largest <laughs> side that they had, I think at the time was 4XL. He couldn't fit it. Mm. That's how big he was. Damn. But we have ones that are backless where you could just extend it out and he could actually have a nice looking vest for the suit. Mm. And I was like, hey, I'm going to make sure that you look good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, big boys got each other. Yeah. <clears throat> so he comes in. Uh, after prom's over, I was like, hey, how'd you like your suit? He was like, oh, it was great. And his mom comes in after. She goes, his vest didn't have a back on it, <laughs> right? We want our money back. She wanted her money back for the whole fucking tuxedo. Are you scum? And then I'm like, oh, I was like, okay, this is what we can do. I'll give you a refund for the vest, right? Mm. And she goes, nope, for the whole tuxedo. Okay. And, you know, corporate's not going to have that, Yeah. right? And, you know, we want to make people happy, but, dude, she was so fucking rude to me, right? Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. And she's causing a scene, and this kid looks like he's about to cry. Right. Because you're basically t- announcing to everybody that he was so fucking fat he can't wear a vest. Yeah, mom. And I'm, and I'm looking at this lady like, ma'am, you need to keep your voice down because I, I know how embarrassed this kid is, right? Mm-hmm. He's like an 18-year-old kid, senior prom. There are fucking a bunch of other kids because another school was having their prom after, so people mm-hmm. are trying on their suits. And, you know, people are looking around and she's like, well, my son's vest. I was like, ma'am, I was like, can you come over here? I'm trying to tell her, you know, on the discreet, I was like, your son can't have a vest because there's no back that fits him. Mm-hmm. But she's screaming at this point. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. And she's really big, too, at this time. And mm. me being a fat person, I know every fat joke possible. <laughs> and it was my time to use it. <laughs> but I didn't go that far. I wanted to, right? Yeah. And, but she had this fucking lazy eye that was looking off. Oh, God. Right? And she's screaming at me, right? <laughs> I looked at her, and I was like, ma'am, I was like, I will only respond to you when you look at me directly in my eyes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the whole store starts cracking the fuck oh up. Oh, my God. And then she goes and com- complains to corporate, mm. you know, that I, that was verbally abusive towards her. Wow. But then, literally, I had... You know, other coworkers saw her screaming in my fucking face. Yeah, so they could uh, like testify for you. Dude, I felt so bad for that kid because mm-hmm. it's like, could you imagine being 18 years old and your mom causing a scene for something that he's ashamed of? Yeah, what it's the like, hell? What the fuck are you doing? And you were just trying to look out. I was trying to look out for the big guy, man. I still feel bad to this day for that kid. It's like, dude, he's gonna live that trauma forever for the rest of his life. Or he's probably buff and chiseled now with a huge dong. With huge dong, and he just <laughs> didn't even know it was there. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Until now, my word. <laughs> What's the sword of the stone, my lord? Um, I, you know, so this story reminds me 
of when I was trying on suits for it might have been prom, it might have been I don't know, I forget, but I was I was in high school, and um, there was a Samoan family in there, and uh, the dad was a big dad, you know what I'm saying, and uh, and he was in the chair chilling, big dude, and uh, and his daughters were there, and I think like maybe one of the sons was trying on a tux or something like that, and I'm just kind of like there chilling. Um, figuring out whatever I was figuring out, and I I I, know, I see the dad in my peripherals, and he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a McDonald's cheeseburger. I see the yellow wrapper. <laughs> the fuck out of here! Pulls a cheeseburger out of his pocket that I already had a bite taken out of it. And he started doing a haka after. <laughs> 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 he, no, he has this cheeseburger. He takes a bite. Takes a bite, wraps it back up again, puts it back in that, his pocket. Wait, get the fuck out of here! I swear to you. So his daughter looks over. She's like. What you eating? <laughs> and he goes, he's he's chewing. <laughs> he's chewing. <laughs> That's the fucking fattest thing I've ever heard in my so, life. So he's chewing this cheeseburger <laughs> that he just put in his pocket. He's chewing it. She's like, what you eating? And he goes, nothing. <laughs> Dad, I told you to stop hiding cheeseburgers. <laughs> Nothing. What you talking about? I ain't no type of cheeseburger. This is a cheeseburger. <laughs> and I thought it was it. It was you know it was adorable. That's fucking hilarious, dude. <laughs> if I ever got to the point where I was hiding cheeseburgers, <laughs> dude, that's the time I just fucking leave this world. Or maybe he was genius, bro. Like, who says you need to eat your cheeseburger right then but and there? How big is this motherfucker's pockets? That he could hold a whole, hide a whole cheeseburger. I mean, in there. we were all wearing big clothes back then, so his clothes were extra big because he was a very big man. Prince on a subway sandwich. Did you ever sneak? Eat <laughs> it for the middle. A, a, a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever sneak food into the movies? Oh, bro, come on, man! Every fat person had to do that. I mean, shit. I think. I mean, I was fat and broke, dude. Yeah, I would go into the movies with a whole like McDonald's meal. I would hook up a uh, fucking uh, hot hot kettle. I start making. But we always used to bring a homegirl who had a big purse mm. and she would put all like the McDonald's cheeseburgers and shit in there. Have you ever heard that or read the tweet about the, the beans in the movie theater? What? <laughs> it's the funniest tweet story. So this guy, this guy's like, so I snuck like a can of beans. I don't know the verbatim tweet or exactly how it goes, but he's like, so I know this is weird, but I snuck a can of beans into the movie theaters. I'm eating beans. And something happens where like a, like a scary move, something happened in the movie where he dropped his beans, right? So he's like, and a gentleman in front of me <laughs> turned around and screamed, uh, you know, and it was the N word in this tweet, but I'm a substitute ninja. He goes, this ninja eating beans. <laughs> In the middle of the movie. <laughs> First of all, why the fuck is he eating beans dude, out of everything? It's so weird. I know, I know, but that's the story. That's where you die, dude. You die. <laughs> There's always. Speaking of, this is random. <laughs> There's this girl in uh, high school who shall not be named, but she was very adamant that she was like this sweet little nice girl, Catholic girl, right? But mm -hmm. we all know when you're like the sweet Catholic girl, you know you do some some nasty shit. Mm -hmm. I, I remember we wa I was watching a late movie and I literally walked, and there was like nobody in there. It was me and a, and a girl I was dating at the time. And I see this like these people in the corner. <laughs> this girl was literally giving head to somebody in the theater. Man. I was like, 
I wish I was that guy. Yeah. I've never, ever got that treatment, but it was so weird watching her. I'm like, this girl profusely tells people that she's a virgin all the time, and she's uh, over here sucking dick in a theater. Like, what is this shit? You know, it's like, I feel like that happens a lot in super religious schools. They got so much pressure to act and be a certain thing, and society's standards. And Have you ever got a blowjob at a theater? I've never gotten freaky shit in a movie theater. Um... I have performance anxiety. I can't do this stuff. <laughs> well, have I? I've definitely never smashed in a movie theater. Like, I've made out. I probably, like, sucked a nipple. Um, I don't think I've ever done anything. I've never gotten head in a movie theater. No. And that's something I always wanted to do. There was, um, at the Lakewood Mall, There's there was an old movie theater. Well, there was a movie theater that we all used to go to, and then they made a newer one in, like, the middle of the parking lot, like same area though. So then, but they still kept the old one open for like older movies. Mm-hmm. So it would be really quiet, really dead. So in my head, I'm always like, I'm gonna take a girl here when it's all like empty and get freaky and shit. But never got around to it. Can you do, you could do public shit though? That shit. Always... I love public shit. Oh my god, you don't get fucking performance anxiety. <laughs> you don't get like nervous. No, it gets me off. <laughs> I love it. He's so angry. Makes you yeah. horny. I want it. <laughs> I want to get caught. That's how he talks to Chia when before they have sex. <laughs> Are you ready? Pretend there's people outside the door. <laughs> and then she calls you Papacito. <laughs> Papi, I don't. I I'll tell you this. Have you ever been called Daddy though? Love it. Hate it. What? I fucking hated it. Really? Father. Oh, you father. No, 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 that's different. That's different. <laughs> Mi padre. <laughs> I didn't. I did not like it. I did not like it. The daddy thing's weird. I love me a good daddy. But now you have a daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so isn't it a little weird? Um, context. <laughs> um, no. Uh, no, it's not weird because uh, I I still like daddy. It's different. It's oh, different. It's not, I can't. It's, I didn't like it. You ever? There's another tweet where it's like the, <laughs> the the daughter. He's like, yeah, I was chilling with my girl, and then uh, at her family's house, and she said, "Daddy," and and we both turned around. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What in the fuck? Oh, speaking of sucking dick. What is going on? David, so. The Glizzy Gladiator, okay. the Glizzy Goblin. Okay. <laughs> this fucker. So, this whole time, I didn't know what. A, so, you know, when you. I, I watched this video and they were talking about, oh, let's go get a Glizzy, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, what is this magical thing that New Yorkers talk about? <laughs> and it was a fucking hot dog. But why did. They, I was like, why do you call it a fucking. Gl-? And I, I've heard Glizzy before, but it was referring to a gun. A gun, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm like. What the fuck? When it was a glizzy? I had no idea. So I don't know when this happened, but it's it's been it's been a thing, where so you know glizzies were originally guns because it's it's Glock. Yeah. So you say glizzy a Glock, right? Um, I don't know when glizzies became hot dogs, uh, but it was just something that was just kind of circulating. I don't know if I saw it on Twitter or TikTok, but it came this thing. It was like you see a dude eating it, and it was and it goes back to like the pause shit in New York, right? So it's a thing now. If you see somebody eating a hot dog, like the way you're supposed to eat a hot dog, you know what I'm saying? Um, biting into it like that, then someone someone around you goes, hey, yo! (laughs) And they were like, yo, you just go, just wow, just gonna gobble the glizzy like that? Oh, the glizzy! And that became a thing. And it got to a point where 
there's this clip <laughs> of this guy. He's commentating on a hot dog eating contest, and there's this one guy. He's like famous for like the, the the eating the hot dog. It's it's not Kabayashi, but it's um it's a white dude, and he's like the commentator's like yeah blah blah blah. He's like a like a glizzy gladiator. He's going crazy right now, and it's like yo, did he just say glizzy? And and I don't know, man. I don't know where it came from, but it's, let me it's, tell you something. <laughs> he said he called me a glizzy gladiator. I looked that shit up, and it was just blowjobs everywhere. <laughs> oh God, really? Yeah, I was like. What the fuck is this? <laughs> like, this was very unnecessary. Well, yeah, well, there you go. Glizzies. Yeah, it was like, I, it was, but it was just a hot dog. I was so disappointed. Well, to be fair, I mean, hot dogs are amazing. You love hot dogs? Yeah. Hot dog hamburger. It's different. Okay. You're, you're okay. I have a glizzy to your head. <laughs> All right. <laughs> glizzy glocks. Yeah. I have hot dog. I have hamburger. Which one do you eat? You a hot dog or a hamburger? Ah, I think I go for the hamburger, okay? Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Pero look, after the club, street dogs, bacon wrap hot dog with all, with all the dressings and the onions and the peppers, or even a fire-ass Costco hot dog, $1.50 hot dog and a drink? Oh, nothing like it. You want to talk about fucking, what's it called, inflation resistant? We mm. talk about that Costco hot dog, baby. Yeah, still the same price. I know. Dollar twenty five for the hot dog and the drink. Isn't that amazing? So fucking good. Let me tell you something. If I went broke uh, tomorrow, yeah, guess what I'm eating every day? Costco. And refill those drinks. I'm fine. Yeah, and I'm then, good. And then you need another dollar. Go back to Goblin Glizzies on the street. Get you another dollar. Go to Costco and get the glass clow. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just start sucking dick, and yeah. I make my money back, and I become the Glizzy Gladiator once again. David so the glizzy god. Right here, dude. This is what I do. <laughs> but New York, when we went to New York, I think the one thing that I was really surprised about was how fucking expensive the food is. Mm. The food is really good, but yeah. fuck, man. Hell expensive. I remember we went to a ramen spot, right? Yeah. Appetizer, you and I had a ramen and then I think a drink. And yeah. it was like 30 bucks a person. I'm like, yo, what the fuck did I just order? I think they know that they can charge that because there's so many, you know, like I say out of like, let's say food cities, right? Best food to eat, all types of diverse options. There's like LA and New York, right? Mm. But more tourists, I feel, are going through New York from all mm. over the world. So they know if you're in a fucking 10 mile radius of Times Square, you could probably charge up the ass, which is what they do for some food. And no one's going to say no. They're going to where they've heard is bomb. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to the mom and yeah, pop shops. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're going to like, yo, what's the best spot for ramen? And people are going to recommend this spot. I really want to try that guy, Aki, the guy from the TikToks. Who's that? He's like, hey, yo, Ak, make, here's a fucking Cinnabon and a fucking uh, pizza, okay? Do it the Aki way. And he goes, sure, sure. And then he makes shit like at a deli, but he, he, he you know, does it up the Aki way. Okay. So he'll take that cinnamon, he'll put like scrambled eggs, bacon, wrap it up with some other shit with all the deli meats, and he'll make his own creation. Interesting. And then at the end, he goes, don't forget the Bev. Never, never. Mm. I fucking watched every video. It's so good. All right. You've never seen that? Nah. Oh, my God. You have to get it the Aki way. I'm just watching jiggly butts on TikTok. You pervert. Just kidding. Here's somebody I, I, I wanted us to react to on TikTok because someone sent this to me. It's this dude. I forget which Asian country it is. Let's just say Korea because you're Korean. Okay. But like, bro, it's disgusting. He'll go into his fucking fungusy fridge. No. Pull out like, 
I don't know, like some pull out some meat or like some leftovers. He'll like um, pull moldy vegetables from a drawer and like just pluck off the mold and clean shit. And then he'll like grab a, a pan that's been in the sink for like a week, rinse it off, and he cooks this thing and he makes it look delicious. It's so fucking gross. Like, everything looks old, but then he, like, seasons it, fries it up. Like, the one, I, I don't know if he actually eats it. He'll go to, like, boil the noodles. He'll scoop, like, rainwater out of the gutter and, like, do shit like that. And then he'll cook it, makes it look delicious, and then feed it or eat it. I don't know if he eats it. They actually it, eat it on the video? Yeah. That is disgusting. Yes, bro. Did you used to get uh, fucking, like, hazed a lot when you were younger? Hazed. Like, because Korean people do that a lot, specifically, like, specifically in Korean churches. They'll, mm. like, fuck with you a lot. Like, mm. they'll either, like, bully you, punk you, but it's kind of like one of those, like, camaraderie things where you build that, that, that bond. And that, so, I only bring this up, and I wanted to talk about this. <laughs> this is hilarious. So, I got a message from somebody not too long ago. And, you know, and I've, and I've talked about, like, me being bullied or whatever. And this is somebody who I haven't talked to in years. And number one, if I haven't talked to you in years, there's a way that you approach a conversation, mm -hmm. right? But this person was just like, hey, what's up? I saw you on YouTube, whatever, whatnot. This guy was a little annoying. Mm -hmm. I never really liked him that much, but I knew his sister. I had a fat crush on his sister. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have sex with his sister so bad. Mm -hmm. Never would have happened. Disgusting. You never know. Yeah, I was disgusting. I, she would have never touched me. Mm. But he hits <laughs> me up and he goes... He goes, yeah, I saw like, you know, you're doing this video on you know, bullying that's really dope. But he goes, remember when you used to bully me? Okay. And I was like, I've never bullied anybody. <laughs> I was the one getting bullied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, huh? Question mark, question mark. I was like, are you messaging the right person? <laughs> I was like, no, you used to bully me. And I was like, I need you to bring up a very specific moment where I bullied you because I can clearly remember me being bullied. And yeah. I'll show you pictures of myself as a kid. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I didn't <laughs> fucking bully you, guy. Right? <laughs> he goes, no. And he and he brought up a, a memory from years ago okay. that I remembered. So we used to do this thing called like kuyongebes, right? Okay. And this is where you guys come and pray or whatever. And you know they'll do it at somebody's house. Somebody will make dinner and they do like, they start praying in tongue together and all this other bullshit. Okay. So all the kids would hang out. So the older kids would hang out with the older kids and the younger kids would hang out with the younger ones, right? Mm -hmm. So this guy, remember this moment where I remember we were at... Um, so you know, uh, you know Victor Kim. Yeah. So we were at Victor Kim's house, and Victor Kim, if you guys don't know, um, dancer, dancer, singer, singer, everything yeah, like yeah. that, right? So Victor Kim and I grew up together. Mm. So we were at his parents' house, and so <laughs> there was this moment that I remembered that he thought that I was a part of this because he doesn't know that we're the same age. Okay. It's because he's like two inches shorter than you. Okay. I was this height at fourteen. Ah. Uh. Right? Okay. So he thought I was one of the older kids. So this guy, I remember what they made this fool do because they made me do this too. But he thought that I was the one bullying him. Mm. So there's this thing in Korean where it's called like tegari bago, where you have to put your hands behind your back and then you bounce with your feet and your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and so they made him do that and they would they were whipping him with a belt. Wow, okay. In the ass. Okay. And they said that if he cries, he was a little bitch. Hilarious. And they started whipping him, okay. right? And so he remembered that moment and he was like, yeah, you were whipping me. I was like, no, you fucking idiot. I was next to you. I was getting whipped too. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. He was like, what, you and all the older kids? I was like, we're the same age. <laughs> and then he stopped. And I remember you could see that bubble. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, I was like, oh God, you held a grudge against me <laughs> for fucking 20 years. Wow. How 
petty are you? Yeah. I was like, bro, you were mad at me for 20 years for something I didn't do, and I was getting my ass beat right next to he you. He was cursing your name. So this whole time, he's been watching my videos. He's probably leaving all these hate comments. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dog, I was next to you getting whipped. He was like, I thought you were older. I'm not. You're five foot one. All your injuries are from him poking a voodoo doll. I you? know. <laughs> 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 That's just so fucking crazy. And now he has like this stress relief. Wow. He's like, oh, you didn't bully. I was like, but the weird thing is, is like, how do you keep a grudge for that long? For 20 years? Like, that's crazy. He was to me. scared of you, bro. Scared of me? For what? You're scary. I'm not scary. Yeah, you are. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, whatever, dude. You have slapped <laughs> me penalty times on camera. <laughs> if I was scared, you would never do that. <laughs> I know. I love you. <laughs> and we'll be back after this break. <laughs> You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Okay, I also have a story of being accused of bullying. Um, but before we get into that, I forgot I brought you snacks from Canada. Oh, let me tell you something. I'm very, very excited. So these are some flavors of chips that for some reason they don't have out here. One, of course, being ketchup chips, but this is Miss Vicky's, 
and these are sweet and spicy ketchup chips. So, I've been watching Chia just eat these chips every day. Yes. And I'm like, is it really that fucking good? She goes, I'm going to bring you some. And I was like, okay, well, fine. I take back everything I've said about you. <laughs> and not only that, so I love ketchup chips, um, but she also had this flavor pop in. Spicy dill pickle. These, bro. Oh. On some oh. next level shit. I, I, f- I prefer these to these. Um, and of course... Uh, the saveur is cornichons à la net épices. I want to try this one. This is the one that she was just raving about. These are both for you to take home. First. Get a whiff of that. Wow. Uh, let's see. Uh, Fabriqués avec soin de puits, 1987. Mm. You know why they don't sell these in the States? Because only Canadians write a whole fucking paragraph for a, a chip <laughs> title. My God, dude. Oh, uh, well, they have to cater to their friends, uh, peoples. Spicy dill pickles. Cornichons à la la Because they have to translate for the France. There's many France people in Canada. I, I, I forgot. I forgot. You stupid idiot. C'est bon. <laughs> oh. 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 This is actually... That's not a good thing for me. Yeah, you, yeah, you're on a diet, dude. Oh. Yeah, give these to Mario. I'm gonna have just a couple. Mm-hmm. Cause your boy definitely gained a little weight out in Canada. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Isn't that great? Mmm. Mmm. Some- I've been on a potato chip kick lately mm-hmm. which has been very hard because I shouldn't be eating too much of this stuff but I'll tell you this this right here fantastic and he knows how much I love ketchup oh this man <laughs> I thought he was playing around when we shot an episode of Send Foods from My Kitchen he <laughs> did a <laughs> of ketchup put his finger in that motherfucker and took a whole of it I was like ew <laughs> I love ketchup. Now, you don't do a lot of things that made me go, that's weird. But that was <laughs> one of those things. I was like, that's weird, man. I... <laughs> hey, man. That's weird. <laughs> that's kind of weird, man. That's weird, man. <laughs> Dude, yo, okay, side story. Is <laughs> <This one> time... <laughs> So, when me and Chia were trying to figure out her, um, her immigration shit, right? Her immigration lawyer is this Jewish dude. And um, <laughs> we had this whole thing that we thought we we did something wrong and it was gonna fuck up everything, right? It was like something with the marriage license and the date. We thought we were like, we were panicking. We we're like, oh, did we ruin it? Do we have to redo the whole process again? So we're like, bro, we're like, oh, like we're stressing out because we feel this out. We we, feel we did this date, but then the ceremony's on this day and we're worried about like, it, it might undo this. If we did this too soon, it's gonna undo this and that. He was like, that's weird. <laughs> that's literally this, that's weird. Should be fine. Oh, okay. That's weird. That's weird. <laughs> Why did you guys not laugh at his face? <laughs> I, I, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh okay. Oh, 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 all right. That's weird. So, 
Do you remember when I told you about that Australia show, which everything went all bad, where we had to find our own places to stay, shows were getting canceled, people ended up performing in a fucking park, like Victor Kim's shit got uh, like left in a cab, he lost his microphone, his custom blazer, like everybody was in a terrible mood, right? When I was live streaming on um, Caffeine, one of my listeners, one of my viewers, she was like, yo, this other YouTuber was kind of talking shit on his live stream when he was like playing video games. And I guess, I was like, who? She sent me a clip, and I won't name this YouTuber because we talked about it. But he, someone asked him who's like the worst YouTuber, like which YouTuber is actually like an asshole in person or something like that. Some, some who was like who's not what you expect, right? And he was like Timothy De La Ghetto. Not gonna lie, you, me, and I'll just say this: <laughs> this guy is the nicest. <laughs> it's weird how nice he is, man. Well, it, thank you. Yeah, and people say I'm a nice guy. You can't I'm, even tell that it's fake, like. That's how good I am at it. Uh, he's been faking it for the past like five years. <laughs> so they ask him why, and apparently he was under the impression that there was some Australia at one of the Australia shows. Me and another YouTuber, I think maybe Andrew, he said like we were like bullying one of the workers or something. Like he said he ran into some kid that was like tearing up because we we had been bullying him. And I'm Wait, like, so hold on, he didn't experience it for himself. No. Like, what the fuck is he talking about? One. Point one on the board, okay? So I fucking, I don't, and I don't do no petty shit, right? I like to get straight to the point. I DM him. I'm like, hey, bro, what's this shit I heard about you saying I bullied somebody in Australia? Like, what the fuck? Liar. Yeah, so he tells me this whole story. He's like, sorry, my alarm's going off. Okay. Um, so he starts telling me this story about like, he was, so he was, um, one of the like guests or like uh, introducing an act at one of these shows or whatever, right? So he was there and he said behind the scenes, he ran into some kid who was like crying and he was upset. Like someone as part of the helping team was like, cause we got, we were bullying him and like he was upset that like, we hurt his feelings or some shit like that, right? And I was like, bro, that show? Do you have, I was like, first of all, Fuck everybody that put that show together because yeah. those motherfuckers put us through some bullshit. Okay, First of all, they stole from us. Yes, <clears throat> stole from us. Like we never got paid. Had us going through. Had us like basically stranded. I'm like, and here's the thing. Everybody was in a terrible mindset. All right, but here's what was going on, and I think I know who it was. And first of all, I thought we were all fucking around because this is what. We do. When we all get together, we fuck around. We roast each other. We rag on each other. We make fun of each other, right? And so, mind you, we spent like a week with these dudes going from different cities in Australia. So I'm thinking this man is in on the joke, right? And specifically, if, if it's who I think it is, he was wearing the same blazer every day. <laughs> Even when we were walking around in 90-degree weather, okay? You a fucking cartoon character? <laughs> so we kept being like... Damn, you wearing that blazer again? <laughs> it's hot as hell. Put on a t-shirt, dog. You blazed. So, I feel like, I feel like that was probably what happened. I think it was this dude that we thought we were all joking around with. Probably like, and also, you know, we weren't in the best of moods during this during this tour, and like I thought, may maybe he got caught in some roasting crossfire. We was talking about his blazer again, and he got his feelings hurt. But I'm like. If you ask anybody at any show I've ever done, bro, I go out of my way to be beyond, like, 
nice to people, okay? Because I know that this hour or two people spend with me leaves a lasting impression, you know what I'm saying? And plus, I just like to be nice to people, you know what I'm saying? So... I hit up one of my fucking, when I was first trying to figure out what it was, like who could even have said this, I hit up um, this guy Mids, who used to throw a lot of events in Australia. I was like, bro, Mids, has any of your employees ever complained about me being a dick or me being like thinking I'm too Hollywood or whatever? He was like, no, never. He's like, never. You, you always been the nicest guy. And I was like, he's like, you always been nicer than a crocodile, nicer than an alligator. <laughs> I'd buy you a pack of Fosters any day. Oh, shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> He's like, I will cook you some shrimp on the barbie. Drive around in my car. We could go wherever you want. And I was like, well, thanks, Mids. That's a weird accent you're doing. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> Especially because you're from France. But that's weird. <laughs> but he was like, nah. So I'm like trying to figure it out. So when fucking this YouTuber told me his story, I'm like, bruh, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? And we just kind of left it at that. Um, but why is he telling this story that he didn't experience for himself? Yeah, man. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Because me and him have always been cool whenever I was like, out there. Especially like something like that, right? And like I, I know there's like stories about hearsay or whatever, mm -hmm. but if you've, it has to be balanced out. Like I'll tell a story about somebody like that if I've also experienced it for myself and somebody has a comparative story. Right, right, it's right. It's like, oh, so we both experienced something very similar, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But if it's just... All pleasant experience, and you just heard from one person. Yeah, it's like, why would you make a public video about that? Yeah, bro, especially when like you know me, like we've done shows together. Like. Exactly, like I've shot on a couple of YouTubers, right, <laughs> quite openly, but that's also because I've experienced them hand like face to face multiple times, <laughs> and it's very easy for me to do it. <laughs> but you guys love each other now. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think one night I told you this too. I DM'd, I DM'd them, and I was like. Hey, just so y'all know, I think I was drunk as New Year's. I was like, and I was like, I think I saw someone's story I DM. And I was like, hey, just so you guys know, I don't hate you. I have nothing against y'all. All right. <laughs> See, for me, hate is a, hate is a strong word. <laughs> I didn't want them to think I hated them by association. It's so fucking funny because like, there's like a collection of stories about them that people always bring up, and there's always a new story. But it's the same story. You know what the same story is? It's <laughs> it's how they pick up women. Mm. <laughs> so I actually the other day I was hanging out with uh, Julia. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> she was like, did you, so did I tell you about this? I was like, what? So she has a friend in um, real estate, right? And there was like this event where they were inviting um, like influencers out. And guess what the pickup line was? I'm going to tell you, this is the worst pickup line you'll ever hear in your life. Mm. And I've heard the story from two other girls. Okay. You're an, you're an Asian girl. Okay. <laughs> you're a geisha. <laughs> so... Um, I bet you I can guess what type of Asian you are. <laughs> and so this girl's like already disgusted. Mm. Like, what the fuck? But, so uh, have you heard of us on YouTube? We have uh, millions of subscribers. Mm. Here, let me show you my video. Mm. <laughs> and so that is the pickup line that they consistently use. And it has bombed every fucking time. And so I was like, well, so what happened? So gets rejected, gets his feelings hurt, insults the girl. Walks away and goes, goes to the bar and goes, YouTube money and starts screams it out loud at like this convention for like real estate shit and then starts pouring out shots and then all the girls are like mortified like what the fuck is happening right now? Well, maybe that's just a rumor you heard, David. So from three people that are all in a coalition of haters. How about that, huh? Well, that would be crazy, because, <laughs> but I've met them multiple times face to face, and everybody, and I have similar stories. Well, look, I just want you guys to 
play a game of mahjong and hug it out. All right. No, I refuse. I don't. <laughs> I don't like dudes that put it on girls, saying that the reason why they don't like them is because the girl is whack. It's like the girl's not whack. The girl is perfectly fine. She has an option to say no. You don't get to tell people like number one, oh, you don't, you don't like me because I'm Asian. No, no, no. They don't like you because you're being weird. <laughs> why, why don't you have them on your podcast? And- I would, but I'll, they'll get destroyed because they would have to confront every little thing. I don't. I just know too much. Well, maybe. Well, <laughs> you see this one talking about? This guy's a positive guy. <laughs> Not a single person hates this guy. You know why? Because he's a good guy here. There are some people that hate me, dog. Who? There's people out there that hate me. I don't think so. There's for sure people that hate me. And I first experienced that in high school when I had no idea. I thought I was loved by fucking everybody. But then it was people that I ran into in high school that because I was so positive, accused me of being fake. That there was like, if I was cool with everybody, it's because I was like. But see, that's not hate though. Mm. That's because when they say that and I bet you they talk to you in person, they start liking you after. Well, yeah, or, or in my face being nice to me. Mm-hmm. See, when people hate me, I understand. <laughs> like I get it because I'm very opinionated. I'm very loud. Mm-hmm. So when somebody goes, I fucking hate David because you know he says this, this, and that. I'm like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I understand. Like I'm not your cup of tea. Mm. You, on the other hand, I wouldn't understand. Well, I'm like Jerry Seinfeld because when a motherfucker tells me they don't like me, I'm like, why? <laughs> why would you not like me? Who wouldn't like you, Jerry? <laughs> Who wouldn't like you? You're lovely. You're you're a lovely boy. Babu Bat. <laughs> but, 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 I think I'm a very bad very man. Bad man. <laughs> very bad man. <laughs> but I, I talked to Rick about that on the podcast multiple times where I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Let me stop getting so bothered when someone doesn't like me. It really is like, I shouldn't care. You know what I'm saying? It's very nice living that way, though. I mean, you know, here's the thing. For all the preaching I do of like, yo, who gives a fuck what other people think? That is something I still need to work on. You know what I'm saying? Where I'm like, where I'll read something where I'm like, yeah, I don't like that fool. I'm like, I want to address it so bad. You know what I'm saying? I want to be like, what did I ever do to you? <laughs> when there's like no reason to, when I'm like beyond that, you know? Are there other people or your friends that are like you though? Or is it just you? Rick definitely doesn't give a shit. Um, I think probably the person that would get most bothered would probably be super ego um, if, if I was to say someone who could like relate on like would be kind of sensitive to that you know um, but he's always been the homie and the crew that like I mean we talk about like you know we can be like just little sensitive boys together um, but yeah I don't know because um, my because the people that I grew up with they're all like me right like we don't give a fuck yeah. You know, it's like, all right, cool. Now, we just try to be the best person that we can be. And if we don't fuck with somebody, we also understand that not everybody's going to like you, man. And I think a lot of people sometimes confuse this thing. They go, oh, they're just being haters. It's like, no, they're not being haters. They just don't fuck with you. Yeah. They don't have to be haters if they just don't fuck with you. You know? Sometimes people just don't vibe. Yeah. And that's all that it fucking is. Like with these, I don't vibe with them. Right. I don't hate them per se, right. but I hate everything that they do. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you are the the yin to my yang, yeah. David. So, and I always have to remind myself of of, of two different quotes. Right, uh, Bernie Mac says um, in a movie. I think it's a house party movie. He's like he's talking to um, um, he's talking to one of the guys from Kid and Play. Um, I think it's Kid. Yeah, and he's like, and he's like, look, if you're being yourself. And people still don't like you, fuck them. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And there's another quote um, where 
where it's like, you know, you can be the, what is it? You can be the ripest, sweetest peach in the bunch. And there's always going to be someone who doesn't like peaches. And I think, wow, you're right. And you're that peach, dude. Well, you know what? Thanks, David. So, because I also, I also have to put this in perspective, right? You think, who doesn't like fried chicken, right? But then Robin Couch is vegan. And she's fantastic. And she's great. And so just because she doesn't fuck with something, that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh that's a good Bernie Mac impression, dude. Oh. <laughs> oh, <thank you. laughs> and we're going to give each other CPR and we'll be right back. Look, I love eating bread. I love eating tortillas. I love just, I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. But I'm trying to get healthy for this new year. And that's why I'm effing with hero bread. Okay. Hero bread is listening to their biggest fans and has just launched their new recipe, which is made with heart healthy olive oil. And guess what? Hero Bread has zero to one gram of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and is high in fiber, okay? And, and guess what? Hero Bread products are delicious and flavorful, offering the soft, fluffy experience that you love when enjoying a refreshing BLT, savory breakfast burrito, or mouth-watering cheeseburger. But guess what? Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order of their new recipe. Go to hero.co and use code DUDES10 at checkout. That's D-U-D-E-S-1-0 at H-E-R-O dot C-O. I love it. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. So I think one of my biggest issues is, is like, because I don't ever see myself as a public figure, mm-hmm. I talk shop to anybody and everybody, mm-hmm. right? But when you're in a public space and you say opinions like the stuff that I do, mm-hmm. when you talk shop, people look at you differently. Mm-hmm. But if it was, if I was never in the, in the spotlight, nobody would bat a fucking eye. Right. You'd just be another guy with an opinion. Yeah. Just be another dude with an opinion. Yeah. And, but because I don't see myself as somebody who is very known, mm. I don't care. You know, it's like, I'm just going to talk shop. If I don't fuck with somebody, I don't fuck with somebody. If they do something that I dislike, I'll say my shit to their face on camera. It doesn't fucking matter. It is what it is. I think that might be the difference uh, or a part of it, because I do see myself as like everything I do. I'm thinking of the repercussions that will reverberate forever Yeah. because I'm like in my head, right? 
and and this is the beauty of not having many close friends. I have a very small circle. If I got complaints, I will gripe to them. Everyone else, and some people will say this is what's fake. You know, I'll play nice, um, even if I don't necessarily vibe with you. Um, I don't let it be known because I'm just trying to play nice. You feel me? Because in my mm-hmm. head, I'm not trying to burn any bridges because I feel like I'm just trying to have all the all the connections and uh, potential uh, people to work with Mm-mm. down the road. Very you feel smart. me? Very smart. Because I just feel like I'm just trying to do a lot of shit. I don't want to burn any bridges. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm always like, look, man. Outside of my four or five homies, and I say five now because you're in there too. Out of my four to five homies, I really don't give a shit. But because I don't give a shit, I don't feel the need to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? It's like you are a work, you are like a fellow employee to me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I look at everything outside of that circle as I'm being professional. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, um, yes, it's fake, all right? (laughs) That's very, very smart, though. Because I I do know for a fact, especially because I go, you know, I've went to a couple of mixers. Because I have a big mouth, people know who I am. Mm -hmm. And I did not know until I went to this event, I won't say which event it is, people know me. Mm. Because I'm very, very opinionated. And there's a lot of the stuff that I feel like people in the Asian community want to say, Mm. but they're also scared that they're going to lose connections. Mm. I just don't have that fear. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, oh, I'll just continue to do what I do. And if I disappear, I disappear. I don't really care. So, I mean, the only part that bothers me about that is that when they come up to me and they take me aside, right? And they go, hey, when you said that, you know, review about uh, Shang-Chi, <laughs> I fucking agreed. Shang-Chi. I don't give a fuck. Jeez. All right. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Shang-Chi. <laughs> uh, and they're like, oh, I agreed. It was a terrible movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so... I was like, yeah, but you know, I'm not going to say that. I'm right. like, oh, so you want me to take the bullets for you. <laughs> and it makes you feel good that I say this, which I'm completely okay. Right, right. But the thing about that is, too, it's like, hmm, it makes me feel good, but it also doesn't make me feel good. Because they're just like, oh, we'll watch you burn, right? <laughs> <laughs> Feels good. I'll, I'll watch you burn. But even though I agree with you, but then at the same time, when they're, when they're not talking to me, they're singing praises about the people that they say they hate. Mm. So it's like, just don't tell me any of this stuff. Like, don't tell me this stuff. I feel you. Because you know, it bothers me now. Like, now it's like, you should have just, like, kept it to yourself. You didn't have to tell me that. You could have just said hi. Mm-hmm. Right? We could have said, like, hey, I saw your videos, man. I appreciate what you do. We could have left it at that. Because now to you, it's like, this This is fake now. Yeah. Like, I wish you never said that to me. Right. And, that, and it was like six or seven people that did that to me that night. And I'm mm. like, this bothers me. Mm. Like, I wish you never said that. I right. wish you would have just said, like, hey, man, what's up? And then we could have had drinks and it would have been a good night. Yeah, because you're like, okay, if, if, you, if you felt that passionate about it to come up to me and pull me aside, why not have my back in public? <laughs> exactly. Because I see these people and they're posting like best movie ever, mm. best movie of the year. Mm. And I'm like, uh, what is this? Don't tell me this. Now see, now see, now, now that's the difference too because I don't, I don't preach anything I don't like believe or feel. You yeah, feel yes, me? yes, yes, yes. It's like, um, now granted when I watch a movie it takes a lot for me to really be like this shit sucks mm-hmm. but like if I didn't like this shit I wouldn't be saying I love this shit you know what yeah, I'm saying yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, but I, but am I uh, careful am I do I keep it cozy I keep it very cozy yeah 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 know? yeah. because you never know who might want to get in bed you feel me mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm, how I feel mm-hmm. and you all know your boy be hoeing out here yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> I definitely should hold myself out a little bit more, man. But I'll tell you this though, man, like, like creating content on YouTube, like having, you know, we've done both now, right? We've done TV, like all the other stuff. So there's something special about YouTube, man. Mm. There's something special about putting out the stuff that you want to put out and mm-hmm. then you don't have to go through any red tape. Mm-hmm. And my whole life, I thought that I would have, I like both, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever, it, depending on what project that it is. I like both. But something special about it, dude. Something special about like putting up whatever the fuck you want and not having to worry about it. There's something very free about it, especially mm-hmm. as a creative person. And that's why like, I almost kind of like, and yeah, it's easy to say this now, but I almost really love that the thing that popped off for me wasn't the rap, you know, because for the first time in a long time, I started, you know, I'm, I'm in the studio again and I just made like a really weird music video and you hear all these stories about people signing to these deals and their music getting shelled for like years or they have to completely redo what they felt creatively they wanted to do because the label sees this and they won't put it out. And I'm like, I can literally do whatever I want, make any type of music I want, and I don't have to wait for anything. And it's kind of tight, you know? Like I feel like if it was, my music would have popped off and I like, let's say I signed to a major deal, which would have been a blessing. you know, it probably would have been a lot more annoying. They probably would have made me do some shit maybe I wasn't comfortable with. But like now I'm like, all right, fuck it. I can just I feel like making music again. I'm gonna just put it out. Yeah, you know? and I think like that whole in the artist thing really happened, especially with like stuff like Bandcamp mm. <clears throat> and now Spotify. Well Spotify kinda gyps a lot of artists, but from what they say. I don't I don't know, I'm not in music, but mm-hmm. that's like been like the complaint or so. I don't fucking know. I just know that <clears throat> I thought it was dope because you could just put your music up on Spotify and everybody can hear it. But I know like Indy RRE, she's she was having like issues with that, with like the cut. Once yeah. again, I'm not in music like that, so I don't know. I have no opinion about that at all. Yeah. And Spotify has been great to me. So, <laughs> <coughs> Or like JoJo, who was like, you know. Oh, you know. She, oh, yeah, of course. She's the biggest shelved artist ever. I know. And, and she, oh. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. She even had to like, I feel like, same thing with Taylor Swift where they had to go in the studio and re-record some of their old hits because like the record labels own it and they're trying to get it back and they just couldn't get it back, you mm-hmm. know? It's fucked up. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, in the, Chance the Rapper. Mm. Independent. Mm-hmm. Right? And you would have never known. Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> <laughs> I know the name. I don't know a single song. I don't know any songs either, but Insane Clown Posse, they, they have a very strong following. Uh, uh, they're the ones with the clown straight makeup. up look like clowns, yeah. Yeah. And uh, they have a very strong following, and they always kind of talk about. I think I watched some MTV special on them one time where they're like, "Yo, look, we do everything independent. All our merch is we do through this warehouse, blah blah blah." And we are like, and they're they're killing it, I guess, for what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, and uh, yeah, man, a lot of artists nowadays will tell you like, "Yo, don't even sign to a major deal." You know, it's like, unless, you know. And I got into a conversation about with someone the other day about like, hey, yo, would you sign to a label right now um, with your music? And I'm like, honestly, man, for me, if a label came and was like, yo, we're giving you like a million dollar deal to put out some shit, I'd be like, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because it's not like, your main thing. Yeah, it's not my main thing. It's not something, and it's not something where I'm like rapping about like, uh, my polit- my politics and like my 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 personal shit. It's like I I have fun. I like to be witty. Um, for me, I'm like, yeah, this isn't super personal for me. Um, give me some money. Let's make some fun music. You know what I'm saying? Also, too, it really depends on these deals, right? Because mm-hmm. like when you start going into music, like 
I only know about a little bit about this because I wanted to be uh, like as a profession. I wanted to be a writer. So every now and then I was allowed to do these writing rooms. So we would write some shit, mm-hmm. and then you're looking for points and whatever, right? When you're looking uh, to write music, um, it depends. Like if you get signed and these people don't sign you up with a good A&R and they're not developing you, mm. then what the fuck's the whole point? What is the point? Because when you get these deals, right, that money's not really yours. You gotta pay that shit back. I know, the advance, it's so stupid. Yeah, and people don't know that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this is an advanced paycheck, but you gotta pay that back. Mm-hmm. It is literally a loan. So when you're going into these like 360 deals, right, they mm. basically own everything. And then you're gonna make money off whatever merch, um, tours, and all that other stuff, but you gotta make that money back. If their A&R's not putting any time into you and they're not developing you, your sound and your vibe, your look, then you signed up for no fucking reason. It's pointless. It's absolutely pointless. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that shit. That was like, oh, that was very fascinating. I was like, oh, so that's what they mean when they get shelved. You watch the um, the TLC movie? Mm-mm. Or you hear, you hear what happened in TLC? Mm-mm. They didn't know how that shit worked either. So there's a point, and they have this interview, you can look it up on YouTube, like where they're talking and they're like, they're like, yo, we have the number one album in the country right now and we're broke. Like we have no money. Because they didn't realize this money was going here, this money was going there. Their their contract was so whack, it was going to this and this and this and that. And for them, like for every album, every like sixteen dollar album, they were probably making like I don't know twenty five, like barely anything. And they were like, we are broke, and we have the number one album in the country right now. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, it's criminal. Yeah, I know. And there's a scene in the movie where, um, and I, I you know, where they go into, um, like. Or am I getting this mixed up? Well, anyways, but yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> it's it's really fucked up, you know? And, um, you know, so I figure, let's just put out a, a joint album together, bro, you and me, you know? Let me practice. <laughs> Here's the thing, too, is like, I think the, the reason why people are like, oh, why don't you just do like an EP, like a quick little five-track thing? Yeah. The hard thing about that, especially when it comes to singing, is like really finding your tone, voice, and style. Because mm-hmm. I've been a cover artist. Like, I've mm-hmm. only covered music. It's kind of easier to to sing a song that's already been sung. Exactly, <laughs> and then you just add your own taste and flair to it, right? right. Like the like the cover track that we did. We f- I flipped it mm-hmm. with my buddy Z, but then it's like if I didn't have that foundation, and I've been trying to write my own shit again, mm-hmm. and I haven't done it in so long. Mm-hmm. First verse fire, mm. chorus fire, second verse trash, <laughs> and I'm like I can't finish this fucking song. Yeah, I always tell people like I'm I'm terrible at hooks. I just like to write my witty shit and I'm terrible with hooks. Oh, but I was on a road trip to Vegas recently to film some stuff and um one of the homies on the trip is a singer, this guy named Stofa. He works with my boy PD Flow. And um he just kind of heard me singing in the car. He's like, "Bro, you can sing. Why don't you put out some singing music?" I'm like, "Ah, uh, I don't know. It makes me nervous. I don't know." He was like, "Dude, let me let me do something for you. Let me like produce and write a track for you. It's like, oh, but I'm like, so then I sent him a couple like, there's really only a couple videos on YouTube of me actually singing, which is like the carpool karaoke I did with with Jules, Aurora. And um, and I was like, all right, look, man. I sent him a video. I was like, here's my kind of pitch and tone. Uh, and then just the other day, I was like, all right, dog, fuck it. Write me a song. This is what I can do, basically. Don't write me no shit where it sounds like I'm really trying to sing. You know what I'm saying? Maybe in the in the vein of like a Drake, uh, Donald mm-hmm. Glover song. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, let's see what happens. <laughs> but finding your pocket and range is very important. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people who actually aren't that bad at singing, they fuck up because they're trying to be like Bruno Mars. Mm. Bruno Mars is Bruno Mars. That full sings in a girl's fucking key. Like, it's you so can, hard. You can't. Like, anytime somebody tries to do Bruno Mars karaoke, I'm like, just drop it. Because we can't hit it. By the time it hits the chorus, we're fucked. Mm. And everybody's off key. Mm-hmm. Like, what's that song? Uh, 
Versace on the floor or whatever, whatnot, right? <laughs> whatever that one. That shit starts off so high. And, so, and it's, it, it stays pretty high. It stays high as fuck. Yeah. I'm like, damn, this song's fire. And I remember I was like in the shower singing. I'm like, I can't sing this. <laughs> I, like, I got I to gotta drop it off. <laughs> it's his, his starting key is my falsetto. Mm. Oh, yes. Like, how the fuck do you do this, dude? Mm-hmm. And then everybody tries to be a Bruno Mars. I was like, but he's a one in a one million. Yeah. So let's not do that. And he's tiny like me. He's And you know that fool fucking smoked cigarettes, too. <laughs> and got arrested for cocaine. Did he? You never saw the picture? <laughs> like, back during the uh, the Just The Way You Are days, like, shortly after that, he got arrested for cocaine. And in this pic- his, like, his, um, his, um, what's the picture? The, um, his jail photo is, like, so funny. Like, he's, like, smiling. Because he's just high as fuck. He's high as fuck. He's probably like, nah, this, this is whatever. He's so tiny. I know. The amount of cocaine he used was just like two little pebbles, <laughs> <laughs> like two little dust, little sprinkles. Real quick, before we get out of here, um, have you been watching The Boys? I didn't see it yet. Okay, 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 okay. Watch it, and then we'll come back to it um, next next, next episode. Um, all right, y'all, thank you for watching another episode of Dudes Behind the Oh, that I'm, note. <laughs> that note right there, dude. Uh, make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe. Rate us five stars on wherever you listen to your podcast. I am Tim Chata. Wrong suit. And I'm David So. Bye. Bye. Yo, it's the dudes behind the food. Look, I love eating bread. I love eating tortillas. I love just, I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. But I'm trying to get healthy for this new year. And that's why I'm effing with hero bread. Okay. Hero bread is listening to their biggest fans and has just launched their new recipe, which is made with heart healthy olive oil. And guess what? Hero Bread has zero to one gram of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and is high in fiber, okay? And, and guess what? Hero Bread products are delicious and flavorful, offering the soft, fluffy experience that you love when enjoying a refreshing BLT, savory breakfast burrito, or mouth-watering cheeseburger. But guess what? Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order of their new recipe. Go to hero.co and use code DUDES10 at checkout. That's D-U-D-E-S-1-0 at H-E-R-O dot C-O. I love it. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. 
answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 